I'm joined by referee development manager Ian Heard. Good evening, Ian. Hi, Bruce. You're looking very dapper tonight together. You're going out after uh, here. Yeah, it's an entertaining evening at the golf club, I think it is. Good stuff, Well, Do enjoy. Right, let's let's start with uh, laws. Uh, last year we were talking... Last year we were talking elves, or was that the year, year before? That was the year before. That I was the year yeah. before, but nothing... No no new laws or interpretations for the guys to get their teeth into this year? No new laws as such. Uh, they tend to try and keep them the same for the four years between World Cups and then they'll they'll change it probably next year after the World Cup but uh, really just trying to focus on certain things uh, this year which I think the scrummage engagement for anybody that's watching rugby on TV it's in the main being slowed down a bit just to try and hopefully get a, a more stable scrum and probably the one that I think is, is um, hopefully produced a better rugby is, is the tackle area where we're now looking for everybody that's involved in the tackle uh, to release the tackled player and that hopefully means that uh, in plain and simple terms, it gives the person who goes in with the ball the opportunity to play it before anybody else gets their hands on the ball. Yeah. I've been watching some great rugby. Like, well, the Tri Nations has been been yeah. absolutely fantastic. What's your thinking between why why are sides happier to not you know not just to kick the ball back? They're happier to to run ball back. Um, I think that two things. Obviously, the uh, the situation with um, with the tackle. I mean, I think in the past we've allowed this player who was you know the double tackle where the player was on his feet. We've allowed him to continue to play for the ball, um, and that. I think most professional coaches I spoke to were, were concerned about players going in with the with the ball and, and you know they felt as if they just had to kick it to the other end of the pitch and it became very much a case of we'll kick it to you and at some point somebody will make a mistake. Um, but now that we're, we're trying to clear out the tackle area as much as we can. And the other thing is, is when they are kicking, it's probably a different type of kick because um, we're trying to make sure that the, the the players in front of the ball are not going to obstruct or, or get in the way and basically coming from an offside position. I also saw that referees have been asked to talk less, and that'll be a problem maybe for for some. Is, that, is, is there the thinking there that players should know the rules and, the, and you know what in the referee? I, I think uh, it's not it's not so much talking less, although obviously it will amount to that. I think it's more trying to be um, talk when it when it needs to be spoken. Um, I think in the past we've we've continued to try and communicate as much as we can throughout the game. Uh, and it, it, to a certain extent, it becomes background noise, and the players ignore it. Um, whereas if they hear specific calls at specific times, they will hopefully react to that a bit better. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. Uh, probably players were expecting that they got three warnings before they actually had to get their hand off, and they should not get their hand their hands off. Yeah, I think they're looking yeah. at those situations. If if you have to say it twice, then the yeah, damage is done. Absolutely. I watched some of the the women's uh, rugby world cup. I, I noticed at least one local ref there. Yeah, young Mr McMenemy, our new uh, professional referee. Um, Andrew's been, uh, I think it was the 1st of August he started as a full-time referee. He's had uh, a considerable um, change in lifestyle. Um, he's had to train every day. And he's in with, a well, certainly one of the other pro referees and, and the guy who just finished. And uh, they're both well and truly used to the, the regime set down with the strength and conditioning guy at Murrayfield. And I think Andrew's just taken a wee bit of time to get used to it. But uh, it, was, it was a good experience for him. Um, it's another... From his point of view, it, it's another um, tick in the box. It's it's on the on the stage. It's on TV, um, which is good. Um, I think he's come back and he's, he's ready to go again. Ready to go to Delhi. I really like. Well, we're just going to say at Commonwealth Games. So he obviously, is, is yeah, going he's there been selected to go for the sevens. Um, so which is the I think it's the first weekend in October or second right, yep, weekend in October, yep. um, which is is great for him for for that sort of thing. I mean, it's a, a it's a great honour for anybody, uh, but it's even even better that it's somebody for the borders from our point of view, which is great. We'll see local referees involved. I think you were involved last year in some of the European Games, Magnus League. Yeah, um, I think obviously Andrew's now going to be doing a, f- a little bit of refereeing, um, Magnus League wise. Um, 
still likes of myself, uh, Alan Forrest from Hoyk, Bob Nevins from Berwick. Um, we'll be doing a bit of touch judging at, um, and David Chang Ling, of course, uh, touch judging at Magnus League, uh, European stuff. Um, there's also Cami Rudkin from Hoyk, who's who's starting to make a breakthrough into Premier One on a regular basis, and there's a chance that he might be involved doing some, some Magnus touch judging as well, hopefully. Still a shortage of referees for the, the club games, though? Oh, I think that, I mean, there's a, a fairly serious shortage throughout Scotland. Um, you know, there seems to be. Uh, an awful lot of guys available, an awful lot of guys registered as referees, but the availability becomes very difficult. Um, certainly, in the borders this weekend, we've we've stretched to the absolute limit because people are are unavailable. You know, we've got seven or eight, nine unavailable. Trying to cover twenty games is quite tough. And uh, you know, we've been lucky this year. We've managed to recruit um, certainly three guys who are going to do it regularly, and a couple other guys who are going to do it part time. Um, in particular, it's great that we've got a couple of ex players, um, Scott Tomlinson from Selkirk, who a lot of people will know and also uh, Big Ali Campbell from Jed um, it's great to get these guys involved because it will hopefully um, encourage other ex-players um, who are maybe getting to the end of their career to, to think about it um, these are the kind of guys that we need week in week out now whether they've got ambitions to go to National League level or Premier League level or whether they're quite happy just to do it locally um, you know we're happy to take anybody um, obviously we're also looking for the next Andrew McMenemy and Cammy Rudkin but you know, we need to have the people week in, week out to cover the, the game in the borders. You've got course, in fact, the course this weekend. Yeah. Did you say yes? Yeah. Too late for him to get on at this no, stage. Um, it, it's probably a bit too short notice for a lot of people, but we've got a, a level one refereeing course at Mansfield Park in Hoyk uh, this Sunday, um, starting at nine thirty for ten. Um, once you've done the course, we will then get someone to watch you do a game locally, probably within the local school or whatever, and um, then it then becomes a situation where you can either referee for your local club or if you want to get involved more, we'd certainly be uh, delighted to have you as a member of the society. There's no obligation, you know, folk come along and expect maybe hassled into it. suddenly you're refereeing every weekend, but, you know, you're presumably happy just to have people in the books that are that are trained up and ready to go. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the SRU made a commitment uh, a number of years ago that would any games that were, were played would have a licensed referee, uh, and that's part of my job is to put people through the, la- uh, the level one course so that they're, they're available. Um, as we all know, there's a lot of rugby goes on at schools, um, club under 16, 15s, etc., um, etc. Et um, so there's a huge amount of rugby that goes on locally, um, and everybody that referees these games needs to be licensed, and that's where probably the majority of people that go on courses um, are involved. The local club development officers do a really good job of trying to get people along to try and uh, fulfil the needs that they have of, of having referees on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. So MD Fancy's giving it a go, give you a call, give us your yeah, contact number uh, again. <laughs> as, as ever, it would be great to have, if anybody wants to come along on Sunday, it would be great. Uh, my phone number is 07764 178926. Um, that doesn't just um, refer to this Sunday itself. Uh, if anybody is interested, there will be other courses run during the year, um, but as it stands at the moment, um, what we tend to do is wait till there's half a dozen in one specific area and then we'll, we'll put a course round about that. So, the more the merrier, um, whether you want to referee for your local club, whether you want to referee once a month, twice a month, uh, every week, we're happy to take anybody. Get on the phone then. Where are you this weekend? Uh, I'm assistant referee at Melrose Dundee. Oh, well, we'll see you there because I'm there as well. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> I'll wave to you from up in there. <laughs> you, watched, you watched last week, Peebles last week, yeah? Uh, yes, that's right. Yes, uh, yes. Uh-huh.
Good. I'm following you about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for for coming in. Cheers, you know, let your way to the uh, to the golf club. Hope thank you very singing much. Voices. Uh, you'll be singing along. <laughs> singing along with Dad, maybe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. That's Ian Head, referee, development manager, and you got his phone number there. I didn't write it down, but you got his phone number there if you want the phone number. Okay, Jake Little, Langham President, should be on the end of a phone line. Good evening, Jake. Good evening. A late, uh, a late replacement, Michael Bell, I were uh, told was was coming on, but he's he's passed the buck to you. He's passed it on. <laughs> Checking out. Well, two games in, you had uh, a home draw against Livingston last week's uh, win at Edinburgh Uni. Sees you sitting third. Happy with your start? Oh, it's a better start than last year. Last year we got off to a terrible start, and uh, if you get a good start, it makes it that much easier. Like, and uh, so hopefully we'll just build up for this. You've had a few changes in the in the off season. Are you coach, I think, for a start? Yeah, uh, we've got Davy Scammell back from uh, High and Davy back along him, and uh, he's been here before. He does, uh, he works well with the boys, and just hope he can get again. He done a good job the last time, so we'll hopefully they carry on the same way again. And have you, have you been uh, bringing in any new players as well? We've got a couple of young lads that came up for the Colts. Uh, uh, young Lewis Miller in the back row he's got to be a good player then, uh, but sadly he's going away to Glasgow so how, how many games we'll get him for I don't know but uh, we've got another young lad that's came in at prop he's just moved out there at a farm for uh, a spare and uh, they're quite good uh, young lads like so a lot of hope with him and who's captain, captaining the side this season? Uh, captain is uh, fullback Colin Jordan Colin's been there for a while so he hands, hands her up and the, uh, the the side looking looking good had a tough pre season with a new coach. Oh yes, I've been really quite a hard taskmaster, and uh, having like say David Durbin and Keith Davis in half backs gives you a, a good base to work off. Like so, I was quite happy with that. Now we'll, we'll come back to the the league stuff in a wee second. I just want to talk a bit about cup and border league. First of all, with the cup, you've taken the decision to pull out of that again. Explain your your reasoning there. Well, we just feel that the boys we've got a full of players. And uh, we asked him to play too much with uh, the, the league and the border league and the cup. We just felt it was too much, so something had to go, and we just felt the cup. We'd rather keep the border league and keep the well, obviously the league, so the cup had to go. Yeah, I mean, well, you're mentioning the border border league there, so you you know you, that obviously still plays a big part in Langham's season. Oh, definitely, like it. Uh, when we play the border league games, it's, it's obviously a, a big step up for us, but it's good to get, for the guys to get a go at this. Usually, what you find after they play the border league game, when we've gone back to our national league, it's uh, just that much sharper and quicker for it. Because, I mean, there, there was a suggestion in, in some quarters that, that maybe in the border league, teams like Berwick, Haddington, Langham, they're maybe not as competitive as they, they should be, and maybe the, the whole competition should be restructured as a result of that. I mean, what, what would you respond to that? Well, that's people's view. Michelle, I like to always have a go against the big boys. We got, we'll know last 50 minutes, with them, but we'll give them a good 60 minutes, I feel like, and uh, you kind of just have to have a go at it. Well, your pool certainly couldn't be an awful lot harder this year. I think you've been drawn with Hoyk, Jed, Melrose and uh, and Peebles. Fairly tough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard games for all like that. You just to rise up to the challenge and get a go. And uh, obviously every end is a massive game for the public Langham. Okay, we'll have a go. Now back to your league campaign. Would be two years ago. You're very close to promotion. I want to say you finished third, but the last year you got kind of caught up in the relegation battle. You know, looking at the side, you you well equipped to to challenge at the top again this year. I think we'll be nearer the top than the bottom this year again. Uh, uh, 
last year, as I say, we got off to a bad start. And when you get to a bad start, you get into a rut, and it's difficult to get on. And uh, it was about Christmas time before we started to put some games together. And uh, after that, it was okay. But it's crucial to get a good start. And luckily, we've had a good start so far. And, I hope it continues. Well, you'll certainly be looking to building that tomorrow. Uh, RHC, I think they are yet to win, and, and you know, at home that is the kind of games that you uh, you really should be winning. Well, you would have thought, are you at full strength for that one? Uh, we've got David Irvin back for his first game. He's back for his holidays. Uh, why these players have to pick holidays at the start of the season? <laughs> I don't know, but it seems to be this. But uh, no, we're we're not too bad. Like we're a bit weak in the back row, but uh, well, we'll just get on with get on with. Well, best of luck in the, in that one tomorrow. And just a, a quick word about the club in general. Is it, is it looking looking healthy? Are you going to have a, a second side turned out and a, a Colts side turned out again this season? Well, we struggle with a second team, but hopefully we've worked hard and we've got one or two boys and uh, hopefully we'll pick up the odd fixture for the seconds uh, during the season. The Colts, it's, uh, well, a small pool of players again and uh, getting these boys uh, registered and qualified to, to play assessed, it's... Uh, Bit of a challenge, like, but we'll we'll get on and we'll fight on, and hopefully we'll keep it going. Good stuff. Well, best of luck for uh, for the season ahead. We'll no doubt speak to you later on in the season. Thanks a lot. OK, thanks a lot. That was Jake yeah. Little there. The Langham presidency, they play RHC tomorrow. But we'll just run through the, the rest of the rugby fixtures. David Watkins has rejoined me in the studio. Now, you've got to predict one, Bruce, and I'm going to write what your prediction is beside it so everybody right. can slug you off next week. <laughs> is that OK? Well, right. Right, the Premier then. Division won Stirling County versus Selkirk. First win for Selkirk last week. Unusual. Well, they didn't start last season that, that well either, but they, they scraped past Watsonians last weekend and uh, they've got a really tough run of uh, games coming up. So I think, they, they, although it's it's an away game, it's against uh, promoted side Stirling County and they'll be looking to take something from that tomorrow. It's a tough place to go, but I'm going to say that they will just scrape it. And the man you of the <laughs> rugby borders versus Dundee, HSFP. <laughs> Melrose favourites for this one, yes. Uh, yeah, favourites for that. They've had, they've had a tough start. I mean, they've they've had uh, Curry on on opening day champions who they who they beat. They then went through to Ayr, just missed out on I think three points they went down there, but a losing bonus point. Then down the road to Hoyk last weekend, um, and Dundee they were the the fourth place side last year. They've not had a great start, but they're a, a dangerous side. But given that it's at the the Green Yards, you're right. Melrose are uh, are absolutely favourites, and they will win that one. And you're covering that for Radio Borders, and indeed. you'll watch the referee and see if they're bad decisions. Well, we're hoping we're hoping there's maybe some decisions in their favour tomorrow. <laughs> West of Scotland play Hoyk and Hoyk's still looking for their first win too Yeah but they've been very close on, on a couple of occasions um, West of Scotland on paper one of the one of the weaker sides but Selkirk will tell Hoyk that it's a, it's a very tough place to go if, if Hoyk do win it'll be an arrow win but uh, they've not been far off the mark so let's go for an, an away win there might, people might say no chance but I'm, I'm going to go for a, a very narrow Hoyk win there Right I believe you Bruce uh-huh. uh, Premier Division 2 uh, local derby uh, Jed Forrest versus Peebles, always good local derbies Good local derbies but also impossible to predict, um, you know they both had a, a decent start and, and it's you know the, the, the Premier two sides they are all fighting over top four places um, you know it seems it's, it's 11 games and you think well early season but you know that suddenly these 11 games will, will be in and you can't get too far away from that top four um, Peebles had a slightly better start but home advantage might just uh, 
uh, win through tomorrow again it'll be very close there'll be a losing bonus point for Sunday but I'm going to go Jed Stuart Cameron will be at that game and uh, game of the day I've been told Edinburgh Academicals versus Gala yeah top two sides in the in the division Edinburgh Aki's of course came down from uh, from Premier 1 last season they'll be absolutely desperate to go back up Gala they were third last season looking strong in, in the one game that I, I saw but that that's a tough trip for them I'm going to have to say a losing bonus point is all they will get from that one Kelso better at home than away? Well, just as well, because they've not been very good away from home. But I, I saw them, I've seen them three times, and uh, they weren't bad at all at, at uh, Poinder Park against Kirkcaldy. Um, Falkirk, they're the promoted side, but they're, they're going really well. But I, I think tomorrow Kelso will just bring them back down to earth. I'm going to go a Kelso win. And Kenny Houston will cover that for Radio Borders. National Division 1, uh, Langham Play RHC. Spoke to well, it was Jake in the end. It was going to be it was going to Michael. It was it was Jake there. That that's the one that they should they should definitely win. And RHC haven't gone that well in the first couple of games. Langham have have started well. I'm going to go Langham there. The National Division Two, Berwick, good win for Berwick last week. Yeah, I've I actually thought they might have lost that because Greenock had won really well the, the weekend before, but they uh, they beat Greenock. I Highland a long trip down to to Berwick for them, um, and I think Berwick should should come through that one. A two forty five kick off that is for some reason. And Kilmarnock uh, versus Hoyk YM, and they're still looking. For for the trip up to the Shetlands, that was Hoytland. That was Hoytlandine. Yeah, that was Hoytlandine. Trust me, we get it wrong. Nothing less we'd expect, Davy. Yeah, come on, that's that's a fair trip for them. But they've they've started much better this because again, it was a couple of seasons ago that they were they just missed out in promotion, and we expected last season that they would they would be fighting for it again, and they didn't have a good season at all. But they've started well here. Um, I, I'm going to go Hoyt YM, but it'll be um, it'll be pretty tight. Division three, mixed fortunes for Lindine. Uh, they play North Berwick. Yeah, I think they've won one and they've they've lost one, um, but I think they will be too strong for for North Berwick. They came up from from the regional leagues last season and they should definitely be too strong at Hoyk, uh, at Hoyk for North Berwick. East League Division One, Erlson play Portobello FP and Duns versus Hoyt Quins. Two home wins there, <laughs> and East League Division Two, Galloway M play Liberton, St Bozels play Queens Ferry, and Walkerburn against Broughton. All five of them at home Originally Busy day on Saturday Sports Live Tomorrow Anyway that is it for rugby Tonight we'll be speaking cycling After the break